On this episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Hawkeye sticks the landing, if Spider-Man No Way Home sticks the landing, and if the X-Men returning to the Savage Land sticks the landing. All that and more on the Superhero Show Show. Nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic, or sometimes a cartoon if it's aimed at adults. I'm your host for the evening, Mike. With me is Ryan. Ryan? Happy... Hold on. Happy... Happy... I'm so sorry, Mike. This episode is coming out on December 25th, and I'm trying... Sixth, yes? I'm trying to say some season's greetings to you, but I can't because I think that the other side won the war on Christmas. Here we go. Happy <laughs> Merry Christmas. They've won so hard. Merry Christmas. I can say Merry Ew. Christmas. No, not here. Ha- Non-denominational cold month. Hello. Herpy Hermanes. There we go. Herpy Hermanes to you as well, my friend. What did you do with your family to celebrate Herpy Hermanes? Uh, I tricked off to Emma Watson getting filled with STDs, or as I call it, Herpy Hermanes. Oh, I did. I'm impressed with your brain, and also so disgusted by all of that. Uh, uh how much did uh, I don't know? It, it's a season full of superhero stuff. How much did Hawkeye and Spider Man No Way Home come up through all your holiday talks? Oh, uh, all of it. Did you know? And I didn't know this, so I assume you didn't know this because the sec the day that you learn a fact. And I didn't know that fact would be the first fucking day in hell that we go to war with the underworld. Um, That today on this show covering Spider-Man and Hawkeye, we're covering the eighth and ninth MCU things of 2021. Wow. Uh, You know what, Ryan? I did not know that. So we don't have to go to war with hell in the underworld. 2020, zero. 2021, nine. Too many, right? Uh, fuck your ass, or you will go to hell in the underworld. What is it? What is our phrase? <laughs> you will go to hell. Herpy Hermanies. Herpy Hermanies. Uh, eight, nine. That is bananas. And you know what? Good on them. And they one did of, it. One of them. One of the eight, probably, or one of the nine, probably the one in the middle. Seemed like it was the most like whatever until the trailer for Doctor Strange two came out, and apparently, what if is the basis of that? So all nine are count as much as you could possibly think. That doesn't mean it was good, though. It was fine. It was fine. What if it was, it was fine? I wish. I wish I could live in that world, Ryan. There's some fine ones in there. There's some uh, eight and nine. We're going to dig in, in in detail. Where would you put them? Where would you rank them? Oh, this is what we're doing right now. Fuck you, Ryan. Rank Marvel's output in 2021 right now. Didn't was not arguing with you, so there's no reason to say. For, you shut the. F- hey, don't why don't you go to, go to a fucking? You, go, you should go fight go a war, war in the underworld. In the underworld. <laughs> um. Okay. So off the top of my head, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put Wanda Wanda Vision one. Sure. Uh, Spider Man two. 
It's actually Spider-Man 3, but okay. Good. We have a limited amount of time. Is this really <laughs> the kind of jokes you want to make? Uh, Shang-Chi 3? Okay. Uh, Do you need reminders of what came out? No. Uh, Hawkeye 4. Loki 5. No, Loki 4, Hawkeye 5. What if 6? Falcon 7. Black Widow 8, Eternals 9. I did it. All right. I fucking did you it. You did it. You remembered them all. I'm proud of you. Do you have major disagreements? Not main. No, it'd be like little twists here and here. I think our our top, middle, and bottom chunks are all our tiers. generally the same. We got the same tiers. Same tiers. Because every time you cry, tiers, I cry. <laughs> Before more in the underworld. Herpy harmonies. Uh, but yeah, that's a good list. I, I want to know how many people would get mad. I bet. What, what would the nerds get mad about? Loki being so metal? Maybe. I also might put Black Widow last. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. If I were you, Buster Brown. <laughs> Thanks for having my back there, Buster Brown. Uh, I think my my bottom three are Eternals, What If Black Widow. Oh, okay. And so, and then I would add Falcon. If Can we make that our bottom four? Those are the bottom four. Yeah. yeah, I think in any order, those are your bottom four. The bottom four. Mid-tier. I think Hawkeye was. It's wait, surprisingly I, I not the. I know we we have an entire segment yeah. dedicated to talking about Hawkeye, but let's do it now. Uh, I I really think that it, it seems like a lot of people were disappointed, and it's a clear it's a, number three or four. Yeah, I, I was going to say I put it in the top three. Sure, but how far away is it from your top two? I, I think it's at least one from my top two. Uh, yeah, WandaVision and Spider-Man are the clear top two of the year. Is that fair? Uh, it's. I, I don't know if it's a fair fan thing of me to do or like an eye-rolling, you're giving them a pass. But at this point, if any Marvel property has two-thirds of a great outfit outing, I'm in. Because they will almost always let me down in the finale. So... Yeah, Shang Chi and WandaVision, I loved, but both of them by the end I went. You did the thing I expect you to do. So, All right, this is this is called Wonder Woman theory. Yes, like when I talk about it, I'm I'm obviously disincluding the back third. Yeah, let's just cut that out. And if we know almost everything they make does that, cool. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for showing up. Uh, let's move on to our next segment where we rank the Marvel stuff from 2021. Fucking. Oh, fuck. We just ruined it. Okay, so I guess we won't do that. Instead, Ryan, we are going to dig real deep into Spider-Man No Way Home. Spoilers! In the second biggest opening weekend of all time, Spider-Man No Way Home swung into theaters, a culmination of not just the Tom Holland era, but the 21-year history of Spider-Man movies. No Way Home follows Peter Parker as he tries to re-secret up his identity which leads to messing with Doctor Strange, which leads to characters from all the movies meeting each other. There will be spoilers, folks, so please be careful starting now and skip to the spoiler-filled Hawkeye review coming up next. Taste Buds, I ask you this. After years of hype, delays, secrets, and lies, Michael, was this everything you hoped it would be? I don't even want to fucking talk about how the quality of the film, Mike. I just want you to fucking nerges on my titties. When Matt Murdock showed up, I flipped to my friend who was sitting next to me. I was like, ah! <laughs> and that one, he did nothing. It was just, he's here now. That is exciting. And I'm sorry, your friend named Not Ryan? Yes, mm-hmm. my friend Not Ryan. It's mostly uh, like a scarecrow 
and I've glued a red beard mm-hmm. and hair to it, and I just bring him to. I buy a ticket and sit him next to me in movies. Well, at least you're supporting the dire desperate box office of spider-man no way home we all exactly. appreciate that not enough people were going i actually know i bought tickets to nightmare alley and then snuck into spider-man no way home. and yet it was still a major flop uh it, and yeah the, the theater cheered when andrew garfield came into screen like it was so fun i i think like we're we're in a everything is a risk now and i uh, i think well worth the risk to go see it in theaters <laughs> Omicron, schmomicron, ladies For and gentlemen. For me, a triple boosted youngish person, uh, well worth the risk. I looked at my best friend, other than you, when Matt Murdock came on, Ouch. and she was like, and this is my wife, uh, I have no idea who that is. And the theater didn't move a muscle. Did that sort of plant how little Netflix Marvel meant? Kind of that, yeah, because I freaked out. I heard, I heard a few gasps, but yeah, my wife asked, why does everybody care about this lawyer? <laughs> so. It's a good question. Does, do people love red sunglasses? Like, what is going on right now? Yeah, uh, I love red sunglasses. On our uh, sister show, Mike, Movie of the Year, we would be getting into so many things about like the history of masculinity and what does this say about the Bolshevik Revolution um, not here. That's not what this show's that's about. That's not what we're going to do in this segment about you No Way Home. That. We saw it in theaters. What was your audience's biggest spasm? It There were some like... Do you know what the... I'm going to say the one that surprised me most that I loved was the clear ode to Spider-Verse is when he's swinging over the trees and like the sun is setting when he's going to investigate what will be Electro. And hearing people that ripple, one, love that Spider-Verse is iconic enough to, that they know a shot is a ode to that. Having being a love letter, and even though we can't fit a lot of Spider Verse stuff in here, we're going to do that. Like that was awesome. The other one, but it too, was sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> the other one too was Jamie Foxx saying, "I figured one of you would be black. I guess yeah. not. Maybe somewhere, maybe somewhere there is that one got a ripple from the audience. Oh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, I guess not surprising because the internet has been doing this for a while. But it was Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield was the biggest reaction. Now, Andrew Garfield. Okay, so. The second Ned starts flipping his fucking fingers around, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we see a Spider-Man in the alley. Everyone knew, right? Like, yes, I, I'm getting chills right now. Uh, <laughs> every, the theater was all a titter. Um, and then Andrew Garfield comes out and is on screen for a solid six minutes before Toby. Right. If did Andrew because Andrew Garfield got the biggest response in my theater too? Did he get the biggest response because? He was first, and it, Toby was sort of second banana in this. Or are we? Have we been very much underestimating the power of Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker? I have to, for my own sanity, say Toby was second, so his cheers were second. Because I and this is I I saw both of the Amazing Spider Man in theaters. So and there's all this dumb Twitter who's like, "Well, you should have showed up, motherfucker! I showed up and I hated that I showed up." Okay, yeah, no, they, they but, were bad movies. A, a standout in those very, very bad movies was Garfield as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Okay, Andrew Garfield. Not lasagna-hating, Monday-hating, lasagna-loving, no, 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 no. Monday-hating cat Garfield. I loved the grouchy Spider-Man, and it was the cat. He was so short and fat. <laughs> and it was great. Um, but yeah, I think Andrew Garfield killed it in this. I, I, th- I want nuance. I know that's not what Twitter's for, and I think this younger generation, I'll be my old man yelling at a cloud, uh... They do see, it seems like they think Andrew Garfield was great, therefore these movies were great, therefore anybody who didn't like these movies is dumb. And that's stupid. No, I, I'm going to go back and watch them based on this movie, but I, I remember, 
I don't remember loving Andrew Garfield, but I think I could learn to, or I think mm-hmm. I could realize that on a rewatch. Nothing's going to change those scripts, man. No, Th- they were they were god awful. All right, so, and then we finally get all three of them hanging out. Um, they have the back cracking scene, as I'll call it, where yes. they they uh, commiserate about Tobey Maguire's bad back, and then we get a like a a solid eight minutes of the three of them just Peter Parkering it up, just doing science, like. You're alive in the world and this scene happened. <laughs> it's it's I, I wish I wish I could tell young me how good it's gonna be someday. Uh say everybody went and saw this and understood. The world knows what the multiverse means out. Doesn't I think now I wanna so many relatives who were confused at my wedding. I wanna be like, now does it make sense? Dude, straight up, I was getting a haircut the other day with my regular barber who always uh, consistently makes fun of the fact that I named my daughter Parker. Uh so excited for me to make my next appointment so she could talk to me about Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. The, the world has shifted to us, Mike. The world is ours now. But somehow we're not millionaires. Isn't that horseshit? Let's get to the rest. I'm going to ask you a really tough question about the five. MVP, LVP, as far as the villains go. Mm-hmm. Uh, LVP has to be... It's just... There's clear tears that they cared about. But I'd say LVP is probably Sandman or Lizard. They're battling for that. And MVP, the other three are battling. They're, they're, each one had a different moment of like, fuck, I want to watch a movie all about this guy. Yeah. It is, I might, just because of most surprise, I might give it to Jamie Foxx. Oh, damn. I think that's a surprise. But why don't you talk about Jamie Foxx and then I'll talk about the other two. But I'll also talk about Jamie Foxx and you can sure. also talk about the other two. I love that. I love the way we do things. Uh the how great he was in this one remind me of just like how charismatic Jamie Foxx is an actor it made me even anger at the Amazing Spider-Man too. I know because uh, of how lifeless he had to be in that. But like he was reveling in being allowed to be Jamie Fox, and uh, he so clearly got. All right, let's now now just say let's just do it. Let's do one more take, but you can say it however you want. And right. they kept the Jamie Fox take every time. Every time. Because, yeah, it, it just felt so him and alive, so many of his lives, that there's no way the normal writers of Spider-Man wrote that delivery and everything. And his, I also, why I put him as MVP villain, his villainous arc in this movie the whole time made sense to me. And I know we're not here to do this, Ryan, but I'm just going to say some of the other things throughout this movie maybe didn't make that much sense. I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna see if we get if we have time for that. My guess is that I will stretch this fan jizz part out so we don't have time for that. But I understand that there's parts of this movie that don't make sense. Now let's talk about the other two. So Melina, I thought was great, but Alfred Melina is the always the greatest actor in any movie. Mm-hmm. I really want to hit on Defoe because after taking a 20 year break from this part. Proved why he is the best actor of all time. Yes. Why Harry Osborn is not just the best Spider-Man villain, but the scariest Spider-Man villain. And those two things... Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn, not Willem Dafoe. (laughs) Peter Parker refused to see the Florida Project because that goddamn (laughs) Willem Dafoe was in... No, but why Norman Osborn is everything that goes against Peter Mm -hmm. Parker, which is the trickery, the, like, instead of wearing your heart on your sleeve, it's not having a heart at all. It's the... Uh, degradation or like the going against science instead of like the exploration for the good of science. Right. 
is how much evil can you war? And then the the end, like Green Goblin wanted to die because that means he wins. Like that felt mm. when when Tom Holland was beating the fucking shit out of and, and part of me a was little bit like, of a seven ending. There was a twenty year old beating the fucking shit out of a six year old. This is not okay, guys. <laughs> but actually, I've uh, seen how boomers vote. I think every twenty year old should kick the should shit out, the of, shit the out of the six year old. But it also like again like highlighting and the the Tobey Maguire two of the three of them are really good. Is why how dare you? cover this true-to-life goblin face with a giant Power Rangers armor and to cover just like that true-to-life goblinesque face, just him in a hood and goggles, he looks like the goddamn comic book Green Goblin. Now he does, but on the flip side, nobody in on the planet has aged better in the last 21 years than goddamn Melinda Poe. He looks exactly the same as he did in Spider-Man. Yes. Maybe more goblin-like. He's grown more into a goblin. Which is what uh, what we all dream about. Now, I, I do want to talk the the tiers of the villains. I'm fine with you. You want to spend the most time with Defoe and Molina, and then Jamie Fox, and then uh, Sandman and Lizard. But have clear motivations, and the bottom two just kept going back and forth depending on what the scene needed. Yeah, that I mean, Lizard was like, "I'll hide out here in this truck to help," and then, and then five minutes later. I'll bust out of this truck to hurt. I don't know what is going on. Nope. I, I just want... He, and he just screams, I told you there'd be consequences. Like, the consequence was you got bored? Mm-hmm. Like, well, And then Sandman just wants to get back home. He should only be on the side of the heroes. It was fucking stupid. It, it's particularly crazy when they have what you and I like to call every screenwriter's dream, which is a stark fabricator of right. whatever you need in the world this little box will make to fix any person. Right. That's that's handy to have around. And to still, yeah, it was so just like, I feel, feel like th- this movie was doing a lot and so much was well done. So that was just like, you guys just got lazy, right? Like straight up, you the screenwriters looked at each other and went, fuck it though, right? And moved on. That's also, but I, I, as far as the motivations go, let's talk about the heroes too. Because Aunt May is screaming like, no matter what you do, if you do it, you're a hero or whatever the shit she's saying. And then Peter Parker is saying, Doctor Strange, let's do all this dangerous stuff. Wong is the only hero in this movie. Actual hero. And well, then Doctor Strange is just doing, oh, yeah, I guess we'll just do this. And I understand that we had to do a lot of stuff in order to get to the point we needed to be at, which is mm-hmm. let's have all the villains and Spideys. But. I, I but yeah, break down. I think May is right. May is saying always help people, do not kill. Like always try to do the best thing possible. That I that morality makes sense to me. That aligns with her saying. Uh, Doctor Strange even he's saying this kid who helped save the world with me really needs my help. And Strange is an arrogant fuck. But but also this kid is so powerful that he his disruptions will uh, disrupt the spell of but the greatest spellcaster of that? all time. Because he's not. He's not the greatest. Like, he's still, Strange is still pretty young in his spellcasting. So I get the Wong, and I get why the Wong was writers. I get that out there. Uh, but he's just saying, hey, Peter Parker, you're fucked, and you have to deal with that. I do understand why Strange would be like, no. Well, first of all, there's only one person who says, hey, Peter Parker. And that's Allison. That's Brie Larson. That's Brie Larson. <laughs> Allison Brie Larson. So Allison hey, Brie Peter Larson. Parker. Um, Mike, I know this isn't typically what we do on the show, but I do want to talk about the box office because. Omicron was about to hit, and this was a week after West Side Story made next to no money. And mm-hmm. it's the weekend of the aforementioned Nightmare Alley 
making almost no money. Like, right. What West Side Story flopped, but Nightmare Alley was off the radar. I uh, talk about off the radar is I'm a huge uh, GDT Guillermo fan? fan, GDT fan, and have not seen a trailer. Haven't other than talking to you about it. Nobody I know knows it exists. So I think marketing does matter. What is how did this become the second biggest movie of all time, bef- second to Endgame? Is it just that we all collectively picked a time to go back out? Does it really have to be MCU and IP? Or is there something about if it's not gonna be if it's not gonna be spoiler ridden, then I'm just gonna wait for it to be at home. You know, like yeah, that's true. Like, if I don't see it, some fuck on the internet will ruin it. But I do think I mean Spider Man is one of, if not the most popular character for decades. I think that's pretty important here. I saw a lot of people saying, like, this Spider-Man weekend was crazy, and it equals, or it, like, compares to the last nine Spider-Man movie that came out. Like, maybe he's just a popular character. He might just be a popular character, Ryan. It's it's always been DC had the Trinity, and in, in movies, they had Superman, Batman, and Marvel had Spider-Man. That was the one everybody could name on the Marvel side uh, before this modern era. And by modern era, I mean since 2008, or prior to 2008. Does this give you faith that theaters will stick around? Because yeah. in Omicron, it became the second biggest movie of all time. Or does it actually we, make you a little bit more nervous than you were in that we're at the point where literally the only way to get people into theaters is Spider-Man? I, it's, it's, so kind of like, it's so hard because theaters were going their own way and then Omicron hit. I think we have to continue to do... Theaters are going to keep getting more expensive more bars. So yeah, it's going to get hard in there. It's going to get be harder to see Nightmare Alley type movies in the theaters. And I love watching. I love that I saw Parasite in theaters. And arguably you don't need to see that on the big screen. But the the way the people work, I think it needs to be big. It needs to be a movie that could win the Loudies. That's what gets people in the seats. Okay, so not Spider-Man, but the Loudies. So like the Loudies. Nolan always makes Loudies, but GDT uh-huh. always makes Loudies. But Villa, if, I, I do think that if Villeneuve, who makes Loudies, if that movie did not premiere on HBO Max, then I think Dune could have been a big, big Massive. theater show. Yeah. I don't know, it's, man. We're, we're in this whole new world, and everybody, and by everybody, I mean the big-ass companies are trying to figure out what works. And I think Disney's way of saying, fuck you, die to see our movie, is working. <laughs> People go, okay, I guess I will. But why are they saying that straight up? That should just be a fucking thing they say no you know what it makes me like them more i tend to agree i think that the spider-man and the licorice pizzas are all gonna do okay Mm. but everything in between from the nightmare alleys to the like the uh i don't know like you've got males and nodding hills and remember those movies that used to come out in theaters i love those movies those are all gone that like no matter rom-com straight to netflix rom-com regardless of omicron those are gone (laughs) that's those are gone are you starting to rap right now so, Mike, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, we already listed it as our second favorite MCU thing of the year, a list that we yeah. now have to start making. Um, but when do you watch this again in one year? Do you think that it will be the movie that you remembered it? Yeah, I think the because I am going in with clear eyes, full hearts, I cannot lose. Uh, the issues that I know it has were in my head in the theaters. And so maybe those will become more glaring, but the 
sparks between not just the three Peters, which were delightful, but Ned and MJ and Peter were firing on all cylinders. We these did, kids have obviously grown into these roles. Uh, so delightful together. We didn't talk about MJ at all, and she's gotten better with every movie. She's gotten more to do in every movie, but right. her like her end thing, and we already know that Zendaya is one of the best Zen... Zendaya? Yeah. Zendaya is one of the best actresses I thought you were saying Zendaya is one of the best Zendayas. She's like, that's probably true. <laughs> Top three. Um, but MJ hasn't always been the most important character in these. In her right. speech at the end of, no, just find another way. Do something else. Find another way. You can do something else. You don't have to leave. You know, her like, right. her her meltdown there was elite. It was as good yeah. as anything we've ever gotten in the MCU. Yeah, and let, let, let's, let, there's so many emotions. You, do you know what really drove me nuts in this movie is uh, May dies, and then two scenes later, the Peters are like, hey, 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 we're all just Peter Parker. Isn't this fun? I'm like, fuck you, movie. But it was every time it was with Ned and MJ. It was like, okay, the emotions this movie cares about is him and his friends. This movie doesn't care about May, even though I think in real life you would. That's fine. Just like in Endgame. Gwyneth Paltrow should have gotten eight more scenes dealing with the death of her husband, but that's not what these movies are necessarily about. You mean the talented actress. Um, one last question before we go. Spider-Man 4 seems to have been greenlit, mm-hmm. but the char- the actor who plays Ned lost 100 pounds. Should they cancel it? Yes. I agree. Mike, when we come back, you're hosting. In the season finale of Hawkeye, Clinton Kate become official partners as they go to take on the Kingpin, dozens of tracksuits, Elena and Echo, at the Bishop annual Christmas party. Things get complicated. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. How did Kingpin live up to his introduction into the MCU? And of course, did Hawkeye stick the landing? I mean, Mike, we have to talk about that sticking the landing thing as soon as possible. But why don't we get to the Kingpin first? Uh, I thought it was weird that he had to change his shirt every scene from they they wanted to remind us of all the different outfits he's worn in the comics recently from a white shirt to a red shirt and that red shirt by the way kingpin not pulling it off i can say that from the comfort of my own home because i don't have to face you you fucking terrifying bull of a human do you not have superpowers because it seems like you do you crazy ass my my wife who turned to me the same wife who said why does everybody care about a lawyer says why are you so excited about this big bald guy uh said does he have superpowers and i went I don't know. I swear to God, Mike, and you're never going to believe this. Watching this with my wife, she was like, uh, I thought he didn't have superpowers. And I was like, he's very big. <laughs> That's really all I had to he, say. He got shot point blank by some arrows, right? And he just went, nope. Uh, before he got hit by the ultimate arrow, a car. A car and got up. A yeah. car that Eleanor was fucked up because she drove the car into him. Uh-huh. He got up and was kind of fine. I think there are versions of the Kingpin or eras of the Kingpin that he has like, not full on blob, but he has, I am so big, things don't hurt me like rhino skin. Yes. But that's, that that makes sense against like a punch from Daredevil. Yes. Not from a car or arrows. Or an arrow where he does the thing where he, he just knocks the top of it off. I'll leave the rest inside of me. <laughs> and also, I got to say, his... I feel weird talking shit, but like his meeting with Vera Farmiga at the beginning. Yeah. She's like a a great actress, you know, like a yeah. world renowned actress. And he looked bad 
against her. Like he looked like more comic booky and even different than he was in Daredevil. Just like I, you're cheesy, bro. It feels like the Burton Birdie or whoever the, the 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 Kevin Feige. It looks like somebody told him, "Well, don't be the same same as you were in Daredevil." And what made him so scary in Daredevil was, "I'm so calm." I am so cool. I am so collected. And now I'm blah, blah, blah. And now I'm so calm. And he didn't have that. He was in this weird, it, it really felt like I want to be a cousin to what I used to be, but different. And yeah, that these two should have been the most riveting scene in Marvel history because it's two actual actors uh, just going toe to toe. Yeah, it didn't. Still love the character. Love that he's here. But you get your wife's question. Yeah. And like, why do we care about this? And he, for being so, not even in the shadows, not even mentioned for five of the episodes. And then here, I don't know, save that, that, that fuzzy picture, save it for like the post credits at the end of this episode. Make, keep Eleanor the big bad the whole time or something. But they didn't, Mike. He was fully in Hawkeye, at least the last episode. And then he uh, takes a bullet to the face from Maya or Echo who has her own Marvel show. So she's the important one, right? Like she's the one that we should care about. Uh-huh. But he did take a bullet to the face. But did he? We didn't see it cuz we happened the camera guy fucked up and we were in a different alleyway when it happened. Yeah, it's almost like the guy somebody said, "Hey, what do you want for lunch?" and he turned around and he said, "Two meatball subs." But I can't- and so he didn't get the shot. Two. Two, Mike. What two? If you only eat one meatball sub for lunch, then you're a fucking skinny bitch. Two. Uh, Should have ordered three. The fact that he came in, talked a little bit, and then got shot in the face by Maya mm-hmm. makes me think that we're still disrespecting Marvel Netflix, even when we are we think that we're uh, like putting them acknowledging it. Yeah, like no, still it, fuck you. Uh, one disrespect. Who who gives a fuck? They, it's been a lot of uh, a week but w- with this Hawkeye stuff, and then Laura Barton, uh, Cardellini being Agent Nineteen, aka Mockingbird. P- There's been a lot of screaming on the internet. How dare you disrespect my past Marvel shows? Hey fools, they're TV shows. Oh. Fuck you with your disrespect. Also, your nostalgia goes back three years. Yeah, like you're not talking about you ruined my childhood. You're saying you ruined my late thirties. Like shut the fuck. You ruined up. the time I was late on my rent, and I had a bunch of roommates. It, it's clear, and, and anybody's like, I can't believe they killed Kingpin. Oh, you're a fucking moron. Have you read the fucking comics? And I don't even mean the specific Hawkeye comics. Have you read comics ever? We didn't see him die. He is not dead. Also, 1998 run. Echo shoots him in the face. He gets reconstructive surgery so he can see again. Fuck you, you fucking fake fans. Damn, like, what am I supposed to say to you, the Marvel expert, throwing out all this Marvel knowledge? Also, he took a card to the fucking chest, so. yeah. So a little bullet will hurt him? Don't think so. <laughs> Not my Vincent D'Onofrio. Overall, as a whole, and because there, there's there's so much great. It, it's weird that we spent the first half of this talking shit because I think there's so much great in this finale. I think this is one of the best finales the TV, Marvel TV, DC Plus era obviously has given us. Uh, from the trick arrow making montage to Clint just is stuck in a tree for... The middle of the episode. <laughs> to the trick arrow using montage. To the trick arrow using anything dealing with trick arrows. Uh, I would use like armies just 
unending armies of tracksuits coming into the Rockefeller Plaza ice skating rink over and over and over again. All of it was cool as hell. I I loved every second of watching Hawkeye, but I keep going back to this thing of like, what did you offer us? And I sort of think I'm like the longer the time goes on, the more I think that the Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. or as it's now known, Captain America and Winter Soldier, was sort of like this baseline of like this is the exact baseline of what Marvel will provide you. Okay, and I don't love it. Like, but what did Hawkeye offer more than that? You know, like what was its genre bend, or what was its theme that it attacked, or what was its thing that it did that we don't have? Otherwise, is it just another? episode of mcu and i'm as much as i loved hawkeye i'm struggling to come up with i think i have an answer but mm-hmm. do you have one that like i, I not succinctly i i'll talk it out a little because i think what they thought they were dealing with was wrestling with the sins of your past and how do you get over it but then they kept being like but other things are more fun that is clearly not what they were wrestling with uh i i think it is more than anything it's uh I would say it's the line, you showed me being a hero isn't just for people who can fly or shoot lasers out of their hands. Okay, but I feel like that we've had that line since we fell in love with superheroes. You know, what I think that this show had to offer was three uh, pretty incredible performances, both from a uh, hold a skull in your hand and recite Hamlet aspect uh-huh. to also rapport, let's hang out aspect from Kate, Yelena, and Maya. That's what uh-huh. this show had to offer, and uh, th- uh, that's not enough anymore. So Hawkeye gets a pass because these three women were amazing. We're so kick ass, and I would say, and I, I think we, I've said this probably every week is this is the best Renner's been. It has, but I, I, show. that I'm not including that in my. This is why I like Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Renner will never be involved in why I like. <laughs> I the refuse. Show. But from here on out, this is it, Mike. This is the last time I'm going to say. You did good casting. You had a couple of good scenes. So I, you need big themes or something. I like the reason why I think Loki is a little bit better than Hawkeye, even though I think Loki dipped lower than Hawkeye, is because it affected the overall story more, which hurts me to say mm-hmm. as a critic because that should not matter. Uh, right. But also, it took more challenges as to testing its lead, you know, its lead character on what they're all about. Mm hmm. Watching where Hawkeye's basically been on the same end game to here path of like, what the fuck did I become? Can I be with my family? I, would, I mean, the only I, other thing that I have to say Disney. is Disney. They should have wrestled. He should have wrestled with that. He murdered hundreds of people in a few years. Span. Like that maybe should have been a bigger part of the show. But like they brought Yelena in to say you killed Black Widow. And the show was like, oh, we're only going to deal with that. Right. So now, I, yeah. now we're done until they barbecue the Ronin costume. And the only other thing I can think of to say that this show offered was this is the Christmas MCU. And again, that is not enough. That's not enough. And, and we've had Christmas MCU. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Shane Black, baby. Look at my tattoo. Shane Black, baby. Uh, I get what you're saying. Uh, so save that for the next thing. This one, I also want to talk about the... Uh, subverting expectations and it's kind of rare like we nobody was surprised like we said that three peter parker showed up in spider-man uh, oh spoilers for hawkeye as well we t- we said that Jack, right 
Yeah, probably. Jack Duquesne. Uh, uh, we thought he was going to be a villain because the swordsman is a villain. And then being like, what if this guy was just a goof who loves to fucking sword fight and is now on the team of the heroes? I loved this guy. I loved him in Better Call Saul. I loved him in this. He is You loved unset- him in Better Call Saul? That fucking psychopath, scary motherfucker? Yeah, Ryan. And that means I... Uh, condone everything he did in that show because that's how i think new criticism works <laughs> oh so we're in new new criticism we're in new 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 um his name is tony dalton and i did want to bring him up because were we so sure that he was the villain and were we so freaked out because of better call saul that we did not enjoy tony dalton's overall performance of being a big mustachioed goofball idiot he is a rich moron, and I love that for him. And at the end, when he's just like, what is this LARPing? It sounds like a leisurely activity, and I am a man of leisure. <laughs> like, what is that, for leisure? <laughs> yeah, it is Tony Dalton. You know what? But, my my biggest problem is that he should not have been the swordsman, or, a.k.a. Jack Duquesne. Uh-huh. He should have been Tony Dalton. That should have been the actor just, playing the actor, just being like, oh, I'm Tony Dalton. <laughs> His scene where it's him versus the rich little shit, who I think is his uncle, if I'm remembering from the first couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, I want a spinoff. Can we get like a Kimmy Schmidt version of just what? what is Jack Duquesne's New York like? You peed your pants and everyone remembers. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling a seven-year-old this. And then the other thing, too, and this is a little cringy, I understand, but sometimes it works. Uh, Kate it turns around to him sword fighting bad guys and... She's like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm good, sweetie. How are you? Yeah. And that use of sweetie of like, you thought I was the villain, bitch. But I'm actually not. I am a good guy, and I'm still here for you. And I'm a better parent than your goddamn mother. That's Tony Dalton, baby. Vera Farmiga, I think, generally underused in the show. But a line she hit, and not just as I'm the villain, but I'm also a shitty parent, and this is what shitty parents do. Is this what heroes do? Yeah. Arrest their mothers on Christmas, Kate? Uh, first of all, yes, Mike and I have been trying to get our parents arrested on Christmas for years at this point. Only on Christmas do we just call the cops on them. By the way, were you hoping that there were more trick arrows that were based on Home Alone? Wouldn't that have made more sense? if Just a paint can yeah, swings out of nowhere? If there were more arrows that shot paint cans out of nowhere. But yes. you've got to give it to Kate that just stood there and let her vindictive, manipulative, cult leader mother get arrested and be like... Yeah, bro. This is what happens to the villain. Is there any final words, final thoughts? I feel like you might have crushed it with the, this is the last time I'm just being like, that was fun. But what does that mean? This this was fun, Ryan. Do you hate fun? No, I don't hate fun. I just, uh, we can't just endlessly do episodes of the Marvel TV show, you know? Mm. And for, that means a lot. Like, what Shang-Chi did was... Bring a whole new genre of film sure. into it. Bring a whole new culture of film into it. So we got to see like monsters in that last world that we've never seen, but are like you know past things. And then we got to see for the first time a uh, like platonic boy girl relationship. Like I think Sean she works because it's introducing all of these new things. So you're saying you don't need giant new things, just these little shifts, like little shifts, yeah, of yeah. like. When people say, like, wait, was that the episode of MCU that did this, that that did blank? What is blank? And for Hawkeye, 
Trick arrows, I think, is what it brought. That's not enough, is what I'm telling Hawkeye, is that the trick arrows were amazing. We all wanted them. We were all like Kate Bishop. Every time they come up, we were like, (gasps) (gasps) but still. Uh, I know that Yelena, and this is very MCU. I just think these are two of the best who've ever done it. Yelena and Kate fighting, but complimenting each other on their moves as they run through other people's apartments. Yeah, it's delightful. It's a little bantery. It's a little like, oh, I loved when you did that thing. That was so cool. But um what they did do was, th- I think they paid a lot of money to rip out a entire wall of a office building and just move the camera laterally. Yeah, and that that was impressive. By the way, it was sweet. By the way, nope, that's for next episode. Never mind. <laughs> okay, uh, well, next week you guys will hear what Ryan has to say. Ryan, uh, that is all the time we have. I-, I would say Hawkeye did stick the landing, and I think even though you were mostly a grouchy guest. No, no, no. I, I, I love the show. Guys, do not believe what Mike is saying. I thought the show was great. I thought it was way better than Falcon and the Witcher Soldier or What If or Eternals or Black Widow. That's the longest list, man. So much came out this year. Nine. Nine. Uh, Ryan, uh, before we move on to the pull list, I do. you do have a website, and it looks like... Uh, I, I, you didn't give me what it's called, but it's generally what are you saying? Like I, the memo you sent is very confusing and unhinged, and it's just like too much TV. Don't know what to do. What is the? Oh, I see. Okay, so basically, uh, what we're doing with this new website is when there's too much TV, don't know what to do. Um, you have to form your nine, and you have to rank the top nine things in your house, and then share it with everybody. So, like, is that lamp better than? the great on hulu you know or is that so you're bringing in that you're bringing in so nine of your items at home will be ranked against no 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 nine, no, TV nine total nine total so maybe four items at home five tv shows but like is your toaster better than succession mm-hmm. or how and where if, are you gonna rank it and if it is are you saying that evening just look at your toaster i'm saying what are you gonna do are you going to rank your toaster or succession higher? Now, are you saying... <laughs> I'm Okay, so obviously the internet has every TV show that's out there. Should I... Is step one of this, I make an account, obviously. Mm-hmm. I make sure it's... Uh, you make an account. To, to verification, uh, so nobody else can well, rank my things. You, you sign it as uh, microvanio 6 and then you log in with your password, 1237894. And then yeah. you lo- you log in with your ATM code, which is six six eight zero. Uh huh. And then yeah, you're on the website. And then I'm in. And then so do the is step one. Do I index every item that's in my house so then I can start ranking? You don't have to do that because it's only nine. This is the nine. So you you probably have to come up with about four to five items in your house, and then four to five TV shows that you enjoy, and then now it's time to start ranking. Okay, that does sound fun, but what if I did put in every item in my house and there's every TV show and I mix it up and it's like, here's nine, rank these random nine things. Okay, I love that, Mike, and I love it because it's a thing that I already thought of and is already on the website. So the website will randomize things and it will say, rank these nine right now. And I would say, start your day with a cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. a little bit of yoga, and ranking nine things, either in your house or TV shows. Uh. Last question before I tell you how to make this a reality. Ryan, what is this website called? This website is called T-H-E-N-I-N-E dot com. It's the nine. And 
I am so fucking tired of going to cocktail parties with my so-called friends, and they have no idea. They have no idea if Sex in the City is better than their microwave. I'm done with it, Mike. I just want to go to a website, look up what they think, and then be done with it. Yeah, you're just like screaming, Arliss or there's Teddy Bear whenever you're at somebody's house. <laughs> and they're like, w- are you going to kill one of them? What are you saying? I am always at every party I'm at screaming about Arliss. John from Cincinnati or your sous vide stick? I mean, a big one is John from Cincinnati or this poster of Cincinnati. I'm going to take John from Cincinnati. In I'm going to take the poster. So we're different people then. We're different now people. we're talking. Now we're mixing it up. Uh, Ryan, you cannot do this alone. You're clearly an idea man with no follow through. You need the help of Cybersprout.net. They will provide the tools and the training that is going to make managing and tweaking the 9.com a breeze. They have easy to edit fields, custom templates, drag and drop tools, all kinds of fun stuff. They handle the maintenance and the security. That, is, again, is Cybersprout.net. They are your partner for the digital world. When we come back, the pull list. It is, of course, the pull list where we talk about every other show that came out this week. Like The Flash week. or Riverdale? Those like, didn't come out or this Titans? Week. Those are, Can we talk about Titans? Come out. How about a Walking didn't Dead show? Out. Man, give me a Walking no. Dead show. Let's do it, man. Didn't come out this week, Ryan. They are all on Christmas break. Do you know it's not on Christmas break because the way we do things? Super Crooks. On the 8th and ninth episode of Super Crooks, Johnny and Casey vow to walk away from crime after one last heist. Meanwhile, Carmine and the crew have to think on their feet when they suddenly have to deal with Praetorian. Taste Mike, I ask you this. If our last heist was, say, a bank robbery, where we're wearing <laughs> the masks of presidents, yes, which president's masks would we wear? Oh. Okay. And, and by the way, Greg and Cassie are on this bank robbery, too, so you could probably oh, hand out those masks. I'm going to say, based on name alone, I want President Fox, who is Mexico's president, I think, in the late 90s. Nope, nope, nope. American presidents only. Oh, okay. Uh, Greg is clearly Fillmore. Yeah, because got to fill more of his ideas. Cassie in my head. is Chester A. Arthur, because I think she'd rock the, mutton the chops. chops. She loves the mutton chops, yes. She loves the chops. I'm going to put you are Trump. <laughs> and and uh, I was going to say I'm Obama, but that might be blackface, so I'm not going to do that. I will be Kennedy. So I'm going to be like, get on the ground, chowder. Okay, so just so I'm clear, you are the head of this bank robbery, and you're giving me the Trump mask and you the Kennedy mask. Yes. Okay. What would you you assign us? What would you think we should be? Uh, Greg is Kennedy. Cassie is Kennedy. I'm Kennedy. And you're a fucking, uh, all, all three of us shit on your head, and you're not in the bank robbery, and you're kicked out of our group, and we never talked to you again. Is that because I gave you the Trump mask? Super Crooks is on Netflix. Next up, Ryan, is Young Justice Phantoms. On this week's episode of Young Justice Phantoms, or I'm sorry, colon Phantoms, Zatanna rallies the Sentinels of Magic before chaos consumes the Earth. Taste buds, there's no mention of any drugs Zatanna is addicted to this episode. Like Gar is addicted to sleeping pills. But she's probably addicted to something, right? Like if you're Zatanna, you're yeah. you're lit up on something, right? For sure. The the normal world is too mundane for you. So even when you're not doing magic, you gotta you gotta feel a little something. I am Zatanna. I'm like, probably just snorting Lexapro. 
Snorting likes a pro. <laughs> just fucking getting that rush. Does this make the fifth episode in a row that we brought up snorting Lexapro? <laughs> I don't know. Is that anything? Yeah. The superhero show, show where you can snort Lexapro. New shirts? <laughs> New shirts. Uh, the Young Justice colon Phantoms are on HBO Max every Thursday. Ryan, can you believe it? That is the pull list. Good. Uh, are we going to Extaz? Yeah, we're going to take the quickest of breaks. Because uh, I'm tired. After that three and a half minutes, I need a break. When we come back, X-Tasmania. Welcome to X-Tasmania, bitch. The show within a show covering X-Men the Animated Series, the primetime Saturday morning soap opera, or the early 90s. And Savage Land, Savage Hearts Part 1. The X-Men return to the Savage Land after a run-in with Sauron. There, they discover the long-thought dormant sun god Garrock is stirring up trouble. Separated from the rest of the X-Men, Storm is encouraged by Soren to free her in a tempest of energy, which gives Garak power. All that and more in tonight's X-Tasmania, bitch. The transition is always rough. Yeah, like it just, just say, when we start off, here's what's happening. Mike, I'll start you off. Was this Adrian Brody got kicked off SNL because he was making fun of this sun god and he was like, <laughs> yes, I think that's why you got kicked off of SNL. All right, now you're back in there. Um, <laughs> Mike, is this episode about the season two MVP Sauron? Because although you and Cassie denied his award winning, uh, uh-huh. Sauron was the one who moved the lever down from up to down and <laughs> then true. blew up the entire building and saved season two. He saved season two. And what I love, and it's going to be hard to not, Savage Land, Savage Hearts Part 1 and 2, uh, let's say, are close, really related in my head. So I'm going to try not to talk about both of them once. But I love his, I will fuck over and kill anybody as long as I'm in control. He's a real, I would rather rule in hell than serve in heaven kind of guy. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that gets to the point of any leader, right? Is that people have to die uh-huh. to keep me leader. And then you're like... I kind of want people to die in order to get yeah. leader. I mostly liked the people dying part. But when we start off, like uh, we have a huge, huge battle, right, between yeah. uh, humans and then also, uh, is it hypnotized humans who are on yeah, dinosaurs? I, yeah, there's catapulted spears, and it's Kazar and his crew versus uh, other other folks on pterodactyls in the castle. Hey guys, just just if you want to know what kind of battle this is, it's catapults and spears. All it's right, catapults and spears versus pterodactyls and castle. Just your classic uh, battle. Uh, then we meet Zaldane, the high priestess of Garak, the sun god. And she's half controlling it. And even though Soren's the one hypnotizing people, he doesn't believe in Garak. But it's kind of like, even though he can, I, I don't know how many people he can hypnotize at once. Because she's kind of hypnotizing people with the lie of faith. Well, it, it just depends on how much focus you can have and then send away. Uh-huh. And I got to say, man, for me, that's like not a lot right now. No. I don't think I would be a good cult leader right at this moment. I think earlier in my in my life, I would be oh, really 10, amazing. 15 years ago, you could lead a cult. I would have like rocked it, right? You would have rocked every But cult. Now, now, that whole thing now. where you have to focus so much that your eyes go to the yeah. opposite sides of your head, I don't know if I have it what, anymore. I'm going to get a migraine for the next day and a half. Cults are a young man's game. If Mike, I know that you would do this, but in the cartoon... They pull up a rope to tackle two pterodactyl riders. Mm-hmm. That works for one, right? But are you going to really take out two pterodactyl riders with one tightrope? If you're that good. 
Okay. So you think that this is possible? That neither the pterodactyl nor the rider would see this first one go down and then no. swoop away you, from it? I don't think he could pull up that fast. Well, you've so never seen me ride a pterodactyl. I, you know what? I'm not. and uh, It's my dying wish. Not that I'm currently dying. But as I die, what I will say is the only thing I regret. Like, how much time do you want to spend? not seeing Ryan... Oh, I'm sorry. I hate I hate interrupting my own eulogy. Um, how much time do you want to spend here on the Savage Land? And question question the second: the people that are from the Savage Land call it the Savage Land. Is yeah. that weird? Is that don't you okay think they would have its own call name? It that? Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think so. I think that they would have a very different name right. for it than the Savage Land. Maybe it's because none of them are from there. They they're all imported. Uh, Oh, is that true? It feels wrong. But, like, is, we know that, like, is Kyle Lycos? Carl Lycos. Yeah, they all have names like Kazar and Zaldane. And then Sauron, when he loses power, he's just Actually, my name is Bob (laughs) Jafontafiz. And we find out he does not like being Sauron. (laughs) And then, at this point, Zaldane is just like, hey, you're confused. You gotta get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody's trying to kill you. I just I want to make it clear too that Zaldane is not like a classic X-Men villain as far as I know. Zaldane and her fucking chicken head is <laughs> that's a new she, thing. Just a classic chicken head for the cartoon. Uh he goes up to New York. Yeah, a ship flies him up there. We see it's New York Comic Con enough sad time. Love that. Uh and then we see Rogue and Storm. They're just riding horses. It's X-Men's day off. Rogue is dressed like a classic cowgirl. Rogue, shut the fuck up. Rogue, don't say anything about Storm. Don't say anything. Like, don't say anything about what you wish that she would do. <laughs> uh, Rogue, we would really appreciate it. All right, Mike, continue. <laughs> and Storm is dressed like you're like a polo player. You're a traditional, like, British, like, weird pants, weird boots, little helmet that looks like a condom. Uh, and this lets you know the difference between Rogue and Storm, Ryan, is Rogue cuts loose like a cowgirl. Storm does not, like a British polo player. God, I wish I could cut loose like Rogue. And Rogue says, hey, Storm, you got to rage out sometime. And surely that will not bite us in the ass ever, right? I hope not, Mike. That would be really dangerous. <laughs> then we cut to Karolikos again, who knocks a guy out and sucks his energy. And he says, I'm no better than a vampire. And then he sees a Wonders of the Cretaceous sign and looks horrified. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get to this, Mike, because you know more about vampires than I do. And you know more about dinosaurs than I do. I'm pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. And now you're watching an X-Men cartoon where vampires and dinosaurs meet, which I can only imagine you had to fucking squeegee off your ceiling with the amount of jizz (laughs) that hit it. The first time eight-year-old Mike ever came and it was all over. Does Carl Lycos, when he is not injecting mutant energy, which is a different energy than human energy, sure, the back of his fucking... Cone head goes down. Did you notice that when he's about to become Carl Lycus, his his giant cone head, like pterodactyls have, it goes down. It starts to shrink. Yeah, when he's just Carl, he's just a dude. No, 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 but like when he's halfway in between Carl and Sauron, he has no back of the head. Mm. I did not notice that. I guess maybe the, watch the episode again. Oh, I should watch the episode again. In the museum, uh, it's Jubilee, Logan, and Hank. And Hank is super into the Wonders of the Cretaceous, and Jubilee and Logan are bored as hell. So, Beast Hey, says, Hank McCoy, find other people to go to the museum with, you yeah. stupid idiot. You brought a teenager and a moron. 
<laughs> and so Hank is like, how about the Magritte exhibit? Which, you know what? That'd be dope as hell. And Jubilee says, how about a chili dog with the works? No, that's Wolverine. Because Jubilee says, last one there is a fossilized canary. Who cares? Just a good time. They're both the same. Who is Magritte? What did he do? Magritte does like the apple in front of the the uh, Oh, the, like hat. the dude's face? Okay. The dude's like floating. The Thomas Crown realism. Affair. Yeah, like the, it's the Thomas Crown Affair, the painting. Uh, Storm and Rogue just leave their horses when they... That seems fucked up, right? Because Beast sees Soren start fucking shit up, and they just they just go. But, That's yeah, not cool but to do to your horses. I can't believe how close Soren fucking shit up is to where Storm and Rogue are riding their horses. They're like, oh, yes. that's one block away. We'll just leave. We'll walk. The- uh, if you ride there, you'll be faster, ladies. And then there's a side story where those two horses start making out. Ooh, horse yeah. kisses. Uh, I like Soren hypnotizes Rogue, and here because he's full on Soren now because he's touched the muties. Uh, and she punches Storm, and Storm whips her away with a tornado. Just letting the X Men go to town on each other is awesome because they yeah. don't hold back. And to dehypnotize Rogue, Beast just dunks her in water. I didn't know it would work like that. Oh, no. If there's a horse trough around you, that's how all Westerns and therefore all movies work. Every villain is one horse trough faced to the horse trough away from like, oh, my God, what have I done? And then uh, do you remember what happens next, Ryan? No. What happens next? Uh, Sauron kidnaps Storm and hypnotizes her to release her full power while bringing her to they, they, they He kidnaps her and goes, well, we're going to the Savage Land now. And this is when... The hey, don't tell Storm to rage out because she might be kidnapped later that day and starts to rage yeah. out. No, th- yeah, that's it. I gotta say, Mike, I know that it's literally impossible because of how time works, but it feels like Sauron is a hardcore superhero show show listener mm-hmm. and has understood how if you take Storm away from the X Men, you have Storm and they have nothing. <laughs> they have nothing. They are even they have rogue. They have nothing. Three amazing things happen in the rest of this episode. Ryan is uh they're they're searching around now for Sauron and Storm in the Savage Land. Rogue says, "I'll take a look see." Wolverine says, "I'll take a smell see." It's <laughs> the fucking funniest line this show has ever given us. All right, you said three amazing things happened, and that's your first one. So I'm yes. gonna say two amazing things happened. Cavewoman Jubilee, because yeah. they need to sell new toys. And Mike wants Jubilee of the Jungle. Mike wants to, uh, and then Beast and Wolverine fastball special. He says, "Hey Beast, give me that fastball special." Now, Mike, I feel like that we spent a lot of time on this episode or on this podcast talking about who has the rights to fastball special. This is, I feel like Colossus could take Logan to court and be like, "This was our thing," and now you're saying it's just your thing, but not Hank to court. I would take Hank to court more than Logan. Yes. Hank is just there. He doesn't know the legalities of it. Hank is the one who says, this is, uh, uh, hey, Logan, how about a fastball special? And if I was Peter Rasputin, I would run up and say, oh, but So you're the kind of guy, if your significant other cheats on you, you're madder at the other person, not at your partner. And I'm the person who's madder at my partner. That's not funny, dude. No, you know who I'm mad at, and it's you for letting it happen in my life. I should have swept in and just they had should, a sense somehow. Everyone should have been mad at Jubilee for letting it happen. <laughs> Jubilee, how dare you? You're too busy into your new clothes. 
Uh, Beast, they, so now there's a big fight, and Beast just keeps catching everybody as they fall out of the sky trying to get to Storm. He's just like, oop, oop, oop. Yeah, that's sort of how he do. What else? Jubilee knocks out Sauron, so that good on her. Uh, Garrock is the big Easter Island head, which I did not know till the end of this episode, and it does talk. Uh, Kazar knows Carl. He, Sauron turns into Carl, and Kazar's like, Carl! And then we get a amazing to-be-continued swipe. Okay, so it's been a while since season two ended, and we got that to be continued. But this was two, 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 <laughs> B, 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 continued. I was shocked at how bad it looked. Mike, I want to yeah. talk to you real quick about uh, Sauron's powers. Uh-huh. Is it like Thor and Donald Blake where they switch? Or is yes. it more like Eddie Brock oh, and Venom where... I get possessed by how do how does Sauron work? I think it's closer to Donald and Thoron because Carl Lycos is just a dude who He's like a Kazar. He's like He's like a Kazar. Hey guys, I'm not hanging out with I my uh, loincloth. But he no, Carl wears like jeans and a t shirt. I don't know how he ended up the Savage Land, but Carl Lycos is not a Savage Lander. Uh he his thing, and I don't know if he's a mutant, but his thing is he does have to drain people of their energy but if he drains mutants of their energy for some reason he then becomes a hypnotic anthropomorphized (laughs) pterodactyl (laughs) who is a different entity different personality different wants and needs i don't want to cure cancer i just want to make everybody die but uh, but is it like hulk where you're part of me but you're not but you are but you're not or is it like you have, I have gone to another dimension. Yeah. And I now think, you have taken my place. I think Carl isn't here anymore once Sauron's around. And then Carl fight. Yeah. Because he wakes up and he's like, what happened? Yeah, but I do that all the time. That's true. I do so many bad bank robberies and I'm like, what happened? Somebody else did that. You're a real Norman Osborn that way. If you just look old and confused enough, people are like, oh, that's sad. Ryan, it's time for awards. Give me your 90s moment. Are you, uh, before I do that, uh, was it nice to be away from the Phoenix Saga, or were you sad? I, I like having a break, I think. It was nice. Do you know what was nice? is just having half the cast. Yes. Cyclops, get the fuck Kick out rocks. of here. Xavier, go away. Jean Grey, die. Stay in coma. Uh, I'm sorry, what award? 90s. Um, it has to be who's the zit case. Was that a line? Yeah. We're flying over. I thought you were asking me who's the zit case. We're flying over the Savage Land and Jubilee looks down and she's like, who's the zit case? And <laughs> she's talking about Grok and there's grok, no grok. Zit. he doesn't have any zits. But it was just so <laughs> 90s to just be like, oh, zit, zit, zit. Everyone's got zit. Yeah. Uh, mine is also Jubilee. It's Jubilee in a cave woman outfit. It's how do we sell these toys? New costume. I'll give it to you. You won that. Gasp line. You're horny for Jubilee. Shut up. What's your gasp line? My gasp line was when Storm just got in that plane and went away. Like, <laughs> that's not good, X-Men. Like, she's sort <laughs> of the are- only good one of you. And when she's, like, on the other side, that's not good. That is not good. Uh, do you feel like it's kind of like we just had uh, Gene goes bad, different person Gene. Now it's like 
Now Storm does it too. I do feel like that might is I this do, whole season yes. just different X Men going bad. There's a lot of uh, all of the women are about to die in these episodes. Uh huh. And if they're not died, they're evil. What's this show saying? Uh, my gas line. I, I gave it away earlier. It's I'll take a smell. See, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> What's your best use of powers, Ryan? Sometimes Wolverine is so dumb, he's the least dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my power was uh, that uh, chicken lady. What's her name? Uh, Zaldane. Uh, creating nice-ass stairs and nice-ass doorways. You know, like, you can make imaginations happen, and you can, like, make stairs and doors, but they look so good. Like, she yeah. took the time to, like... She cared about it. Now, shall we move to the basement? Bling. And then it looked like such a good basement. <laughs> so you have uh, interior decorating. Uh, I was going to give mine to Fastball Special, but I know how you feel about you. You feel like legal action should happen, so I don't know if I can really give it to that. I'll suit your ass. <laughs> uh, LVP, who sucked this app? Uh, it's Jubilee. Jubilee. She knocked Soren out. Jubilee uh, is trying to just say that they should do things, and that gets hit by a quiet dinosaur's tail and in the swamp (laughs) and then can't get out of the swamp unless somebody helps her. Fine. Uh, I was going to give it to Rogue. For as powerful as she is, she didn't do shit in this episode. Wow. Except tell Storm, rage out every once in a while. All right, MVP? MVP is sore on because he was the MVP of season two because he <laughs> fucking lifted that hand and he brought that lever down and he blew the whole thing up, baby. I will say, when we return to the uh, ranking the bad guys, based on new Sauron, he's he might move up, up a he's little. He's climbing the ladder with those tiny pterodactyl feet. I didn't feet. know then that he was half vampire, half dinosaur. That, that changes everything. All uh, human. I'm going to give my MVP to Hank. Uh... Dinosaur Museum's rule. Magritte Museum's rule. Oh, my God. He catches everybody as they fall. I'm going to change my LVP he, to Mike. Mike is my LVP. He a festival special. He is the worst person I've ever met. I love museums. Uh, that is the end of X-Taz. We will return to Savage Land, Savage Hearts next week. And that's the show. I was going to take a break, but why, Ryan? Why fucking take a show? I'm so fucking pissed at you right now. Why are you so pissed at me? Oh, you know who the MVP is? It's the person who loves museums the most. But it's the specific museums are specifically up my butthole. Oh, no. That's going to make my argument worse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. And because he catches them in Fastball Special. Uh, Ryan, are you excited about next week's show? I am so excited, Mike. I cannot believe how excited I am. Do you know what we're doing? Uh, We are uh, talking about Super Crooks. Yep. Two random episodes of Super Crooks. Uh-huh. And uh, you were punished. You uh, owed the audience an interview. And you said, Patoo, I spit on the audience in their ears. And so the board uh, from upon high said, we will make you watch one of the worst superhero movies of all time. So it, from a hat and gave you Fantastic Four Stick. Just so we're clear, I had an interview and I spit on the board anyway. I would not give them the interview. Mm. And so then I had to be punished by watching Fantastic Four. So for the holidays, because we're, we're in that holiday uh, hump in between Christmas and New but, Year's during Kwanzaa, 
it's just super crew super crooks and ryan watches fantaforstic but this is good because everybody this week you have this week to watch fantastic four with us so watch it and then write in and talk about it uh yeah just (laughs) i i really liked it mike do you think that it was good no but I guess we'll hear you guys hit us up on Twitter at your pop filter and Instagram at your pop filter. What did you think about fantastic? We should do some social media outlooks. Like, did did people like it? Did people <laughs> think that it was good? <laughs> Why is an earthquake happening where you are? Ryan? Oh my god! I watched this fucking movie. Your pop, and you won't be able to talk about it till next week. Your pop for all our stuff. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, there's also movie of the year. Ryan, Greg, and I are going through 1991. Uh, Unnatural 20s where Cassie, Caitlin, and McKenna uh, deal with the fact that they're not going to be in their 20s very longer. That's it. I think we did all the things. I think that's, that's it. That's the show. Mary, happy. Wait, what was the line? Herpy Hermione's. Enough said. <laughs>